All right. Welcome back to the show. I want to take this uh, last segment to talk to uh, someone that reached out to me on my Twitter feed at Kelly Cotrera, asked if I'd be interested in covering why at Ford Nation, Doug Ford and uh, Christine Elliott want to vote down hashtag bill number 176 on maternal mental health supports this coming Monday, which was yesterday. I bit. I said, of course, I want to talk about that. Uh, it's important, and I think our listeners need to know what's going on. Patricia Tomasi is co-founder of the Canadian Perinatal Mental Health Collaboration Collaborative. She joins the show now. Thanks for joining us, Patricia, and thanks for reaching out. Thanks, and thanks for biting. <laughs> okay, so um, this bill, I'm guessing, was shot down yesterday, Bill 176. What was yep. the goal of this private member's bill? Well, it was three-pronged. Number one, to declare the first Wednesday in May annually as World Maternal Mental Health Day. A um, bunch of countries recognize this. It's been going on for a few years, so that was a that was a simple ask. Uh, the two other things were uh, a needs gap assessment for what's working and what's not working for maternal mental health in Ontario, and the third thing was an action plan. So, it was shot down. We're really disappointed. So we're talking about postpartum depression, aren't we? Yeah, so mostly everyone by now has heard of postpartum depression. That's like the umbrella term. But postpartum depression is just one of many illnesses that can happen from conception to one year postpartum. There's there's prenatal and postpartum anxiety, OCD, bipolar disorder, psychosis, post-traumatic stress disorder. But because way back with Brooke Shields made it popular with postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. that's what we call it. Do you think we do, we're not informed about these things? Because my eyes widened when you read off the list. That would terrify women um, when it came to the prospect of having a child, that these are the risks associated with having a child. I don't hear, I haven't heard a lot of friends that have had babies talk about the risks of, uh, to their mental health when they, when they have a baby. Do you think this is left out um, purposefully? And how important is it for us to talk about and, and to make, it known so that we actually start to get supports when this happens. Because I think we're leaving women in a situation where they're going into things blind if we don't talk about it. You're absolutely right. We don't talk about this enough. And basically, it's because the healthcare system doesn't do two simple things. One, universal screening. So that means when you're pregnant and you go in and you do all of your tests, you know, for rubella, for gestational diabetes, there is no impetus for midwife, obstetrician, doctor to ask you about your mental health. In Ontario, on the Ontario perinatal record, there are two questions about mental health, but it's not mandatory. And most times, the doctors don't want to ask the patient because they don't have specific perinatal mental health training. And also, if a woman does screen positive or does answer to those questions as, yes, you know, I'm not feeling very well, there's nowhere to send them because of our Mm -hmm. long wait list for a therapist. And then doctors aren't comfortable prescribing medication when you're pregnant, even though you can take medication. So we're like, it's a whole big mess right now when it comes to maternal mental health, perinatal mental health in Ontario and across Canada. So that's why I co-founded the Canadian Perinatal Mental Health Collaborative with my fellow uh, partner, uh, Jamie Shardabuzz, a registered nurse. And we're calling on the federal government to enact a national perinatal mental health strategy. But when Ontario MPP, MPP uh, Butilla Carpoche presented Bill 176 in the Ontario legislature and it passed and it went to second reading, we thought, oh, my God, let's get behind this. This is going to happen. Ontario is going to lead the way. And unfortunately, was voted down. Twenty eight conservatives voted against it and shame on them. But we're not giving up this fight. 
we will keep fighting until we get a national perinatal mental health strategy. Can you, I think there are people listening right now and uh, probably a few saying this is, this is a woman's problem. I'm, I'm, I'm not a woman. I'm not worried about it. This is not a woman's problem, right? This is a problem uh, that is uh, that extends to everybody that uh, that woman's life affects, including their newborn, uh, the partner, the other kids in the family. Uh, can you talk about who's affected by, um, you know, um, maternal mental health? You're exactly right. And it not only affects the woman, it can also affect the dad, the partner. And we're not just talking about heteronormative families here with a mother, father, baby. We're talking about birthing persons. We're talking about anyone who has anything to do with the birthing process from conception to one year postpartum and beyond. Untreated perinatal mental illness can go on for years. It can affect anyone. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. And not to mention the child. Untreated Mm -hmm. maternal mental illness puts your child at a higher risk of developing mental health issues in adulthood. And not only mental health, physical health issues as well, because we know that mental health issues affect things. You know, you can have uh, increased risk of heart disease, uh, diabetes. So we give a lot of lip service to mental health in this country. Mm -hmm. But if we don't start working and working on and taking action in the beginning and conception, we're just doomed to repeat the cycle over and over again. So we yeah, really need to take action. We now. lean heavily on talking, right? But if there's if it's all talk and no action, it helps no one. So can you talk about other countries that are that you've looked towards that actually are moving forward with mental health supports and what that looks like and how we could, you know, piggyback on that and we've already got a template. Absolutely. Australia, the UK, the US, they all have national perinatal mental health legislation. We have none. They have mother and baby units where instead of being separated from your baby, if you have severe postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, bipolar disorder, psychosis, and you have to go into the general psych ward in Canada, due to what we've been told liability issues, the baby cannot stay with you. So if you're breastfeeding, you know, attachment, all those things are affected. But in those other three countries I mentioned, they have mother and baby units. Some have had mother and baby units for decades at this point, and uh, we don't have those here. They all have national guidelines. We don't have that here. National strategies, we don't have that here. Specialist perinatal mental health services that everyone has access to, we don't have that here. I don't know why Canada is so far behind, Mm -hmm. but I really think that we're growing a movement here. Um, We took to social media in droves over the past weekend. If you go on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you see hashtag pass bill 176. I mean, if anything, sure, the, the bill was voted down. But if anything, we have started a movement and we are not stopping until our political leaders hear us. And thank God we have MPP Butilla Carpoche in Ontario and MP Heather McPherson in Alberta. Our first two Canadian perinatal mental health champions are going to help us get this through. And we're waiting. We're looking for more. When the bills turned down... Uh, and people don't support it. Do they? Do they have to let you know? Uh, do they have to give reasons as to why not at this time that we're we're looking at this bill as as something that we're going to consider? It, you know, when they discuss it, what, what did you hear primarily? Well, in second reading debate on Thursday, um, the government was saying that we can't silo maternal mental health; that it needs to be part of the program that was already created for Ontario mental health and addictions. And that's, well, that's great. Like, we agree with that. Make it part of the program. But is anything being done right now? 
Mm-hmm. For Ontario Mental Health and Addictions, for men- maternal mental health, no. Uh, the other argument was that programs already exist, uh, such as BORN, such as Healthy Babies, Healthy Children, things that uh, help address mothers who are suffering. However, what we need is universal screening mm-hmm. in pregnancy and postpartum and timely access to treatment. Boy, am I glad you brought this up because, listen, if you don't know uh, that you're at risk for uh, certain mental health issues, then you won't know where to look for the supports if they do, in fact, exist. It's it's not even in your, uh, you know, frame of vision. And by the way, I'm taking care of a baby right now and I'm overwhelmed. Exactly. Thank you. The onus is completely on mothers in Ontario and in Canada to recognize that they are suffering from a mental health condition. Can you imagine? No, it's, it's not, if you have a broken arm, you know, wow, I have pain. I have a broken arm. I need to go in and see the doctor. But I know because I've been through it twice. You're racking your brain trying to understand what's wrong with you. You don't even know that there's something wrong with you. Uh-huh. And you then it's untreated. It becomes chronic. The rest. And can I talk about the monetary, the financial burden? If you can do it quickly, because I've got about 30 seconds left with with you, and I want to know where we go from here. But yeah, touch on that. That's $150,000 per mother-child dyad for untreated. If we were to treat properly, that cost would be reduced down to $5,000. Wow. So where do we go from here? Where do you go from here? Well, we keep the momentum going. We keep the movement going. Um, We have advocates across the country. We're hosting a virtual symposium May 5th where we have politicians coming to talk about it. Uh, We just keep making noise and getting loud. We have a survey that we're going to be presenting to the government that says 95% of healthcare providers believe perinatal mental health services in Canada are insufficient. We just keep pushing and hoping elected leaders know that this is an issue that is very concerning to their constituents. Patricia, I want to thank you for bringing it to my attention and bringing it to our audience's attention. I wish you the best of luck with your fight. Thank you. Thanks for having me.